are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. God appeared to Abraham in the 12th chapter of Genesis. And actually, his name was Abram at the time. God made some promises to Abram. He said, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto the land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great. Thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now this was God's word to Abraham. And I'll tell you quite frankly, we need to be careful about going against Israel because God has promised some things concerning the children of Abraham. When God appeared to Abraham and talked to him first about the promised child, Abraham was only 75 years old. I say only, that's still pretty old for a man to plan on having children. But he was 75 years old. But by the time the promise came into being, Abraham was 100 years old. Now that took some faith. The Bible says Abraham believed God and it was imputed to him for righteousness. But this covenant that he made with Abraham became the covenant of all covenants. And in 17th chapter of Genesis... When Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am Almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. You notice that God called things that were not as though they were. He didn't say, I'm going to do it. He said, I've already done it. People say, well, now, if that's true that God had to have access into the earth, well, did you notice that God sent angels down there and destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah? Yeah, I noticed that. But did you notice that he sent them by to talk to Abraham? In fact, God himself came by and talked to Abraham before he did it. Now, you see, if you just read the Bible just a piece at a time and don't link these things together, you'll miss these things. Because Abraham lived on the earth, he was legally born here. He had some authority on this planet. And God had made a covenant with him. Therefore, God came down here to talk with Abraham, appeared to him, and talked to him about Sodom and Gomorrah. And he said, he's going to be a mighty nation. He said, we'll go talk with him. Shall we do it without talking with Abraham or conferring with Abraham? Then in Genesis 18th chapter, verse 1 and 2, we find this. The Lord appeared to him in the plains, and he sat in his tent door in the heat of the day, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. When he saw them, he ran to meet them, from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. Now, as you go ahead with this, you find out that one of these was the Lord himself, for God himself appeared to him and talked to him. 
And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that which I do, seeing Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed of him? Now, see, Abraham was doing quite well. Lot was in Sodom, Abraham's nephew, and he had pitched his tent towards Sodom, and he ended up in Sodom. And uh, Abraham had enough people working for him until when five kings came against Sodom and carried Lot and his people away, that Abraham took the people that worked for him and overtook the five kings and got it all back. He had quite a group working for him. God had blessed Abraham. God made him rich. So God's come down to talk to him about destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. And you know the story, the thing that Abraham said to him. He started out and said, Would you destroy it if we could find 50 righteous in Sodom? And the Lord said, Well, no, no. He said, I wouldn't destroy it if there's 50 righteous. And Abraham just kept on coming down a little. And he said, Now, don't be angry with me. He said, What if, uh, you know, they liked 10 being 50? <laughs> you got to have the 40. Well, he said, No. He said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't destroy it if it's 40 righteous. And he kept coming down. He got him down to 10. If there's 10 righteous, Abraham said to him, Will not the God of all the earth do right? Abraham knew he would do right. But when he got down to 10, he thought, Surely, now, you know, that'll do it. Surely there's 10 righteous, because there was almost that many in Lot's family. But as you read the story here, you find that in Genesis 19... It says, And there came two angels to Sodom in the evening, and Lot sat at the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you. He recognized them right away as angels. But they decided they were going to stay in the streets all night. And we'll not go into all the details of that, but uh, they found it was exactly the way that they had heard it was, and the angels set out to destroy the city. But you will notice that they didn't destroy the city, and they could not destroy the city until the righteous were removed. Now, you know there's a lot of prophets of doom in this nation. They're preaching that God is going to send judgment on this nation, and this nation's going to be destroyed because of the wickedness and what have you. But let me tell you something. God said he would not destroy the righteous with the wicked. So I don't believe we as Christians need to be so concerned and worried about this nation going down the drain and the judgment of God falling on this nation when we've got millions of God-fearing, praying, interceding Christians for this nation. This nation will stand. Now, when we're gone, when the rapture takes place, it may be a different story altogether. But this nation is not going down the tube as long as the righteous people stay hold of God in prayer. God will not destroy the righteous with the wicked. So Lot finds favor in the sight of the angel. And you know the story. We'll go through it briefly here because we're about out of time. But you know that he caught hold of him and said, you're going to have to get out of here because you're going to destroy the city. And he said, I can't do anything until you get out of here. So they started out, and the angel said not to look back. 
But I want you to know that Lot's wife looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. You know, I've done quite a bit of teaching on angels, and that's one thing that I found out from the teaching, the Word of God, and study of angels, that you can provoke angels and it's very unhealthy. Now, Lot's wife provoked an angel. She provoked the angel that was sent to deliver her. She deliberately disobeyed the angel, and it cost her her life. Now, there's a lot of people, you know, sometimes they'll say, well, now, if I provoke my angel, you know, if I were to do something that provoked him, would I go to heaven? Well, I usually say, I've got good news and bad news for you. <laughs> you may go to heaven all right, but you may go in the morning. Because Lot's wife went quick wherever she went because she provoked an angel. But Lot was lingering in the city and the angel got hold of him and to get him out of there because he said, we can't do anything until you leave. In other words, God's showing us in the Word that as long as the righteous are there, God's going to give protection. And I'll tell you, we need to believe for it. This covenant that God made with Abraham was the strongest covenant going. What this covenant meant was that, Abraham, what I have belongs to you, and what you have belongs to me, even to whatever you need. That was a strong covenant. Now, you know, Abraham didn't have to think about that long until he said, that's a good deal. In other words, all of God's assets would be counted to him and all of his assets be counted to God. And I imagine Abraham figured up right quick that God's going to get the small end of the stick and that we'll just go with that deal because that's actually what it meant. God wanted access through Abraham into the earth so that he could do some things, get his word back in the earth. In fact, he was after getting his word in person form into this earth through Abraham's seed. This was God's plan. Now, as you look into this, you find out that God did destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And because of Abraham, Lot was saved and the family that would obey what the angel said. But then we come to the fact that God had to prove the covenant that he made with Abraham. Now, we're not going to have time to get into that in this session. We're going to come back in the next session and we're going to deal with the covenant proven. The proven covenant. See, God had a situation on his hands. He's made such a strong covenant with Abraham that he has to prove that Abraham will keep that covenant. Because Satan's going to challenge it and say, Now, you've made a covenant with a man, just a mere man, and he won't keep the covenant. Now, you see, any contract that you draw up between two individuals, if one of them's not capable of keeping it, then that contract is no good. That covenant is no good. And God had to prove before the Supreme Court of the universe that this covenant that I'm making with Abraham, that I've made with Abraham, is a valid covenant. Only Abraham could validate that covenant. God couldn't do it on his own. Abraham had to prove that the covenant was valid, in effect, that he would keep the covenant. So that's why the Scripture says in the Old Testament, God tried Abraham. It means he proved Abraham. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week we have CD offer number 7607. It's entitled, Keys to Understanding the Bible. Six CDs for $43 plus $7 postage and handling, a total of $50. And in this series, we share with you 
major keys to understanding the Bible. Hosea 4.6, God said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you don't know what God's Word said, you can't believe for it. Second Peter chapter 1, Peter said, God hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now, how many things has He given us? All things. All the promises of God are yes and amen. That's what the Apostle Paul says, 2 Corinthians, the first chapter. He said, we didn't preach to you yes on this and no on that promise. He said, all the promises of God are yes and amen. In other words, God's already said yes to it. We ought to be saying amen to it. What we need to realize is that God has made provision for us. And so many times people don't understand the Genesis account. If you don't understand the Genesis account, you will never understand the Bible clearly. Because God created the heavens and the earth. And He created man in His image and His likeness. And if you'll notice, in the context of Genesis chapter 1, it says, God said and God saw. God said and God saw. In other words, words create images, and the Bible says, Jesus said, you can have what you say if you believe and doubt not in your heart. He was acting on the God kind of faith when he created the earth. He framed the world with his words. That's offer number 7607 for a total of $50. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Couch reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.